Good morning. I want to welcome you out to our sunrise service for this year. Uh, different than we've ever done it before. Uh, with uh, Just a handful of people here with us this morning and everything going on around us. Not able to congregate together as we'd wish, uh, but yet we all can come together in heart and mind and in one accord and lift up Jesus Christ our Savior. Give him glory today. Uh, every sunrise, I'm reminded as I come out of the house, it just seems like the birds are singing a little louder with the uh, just a little more power in, in what they're they're singing about. And it's almost like they're saying, he's alive, he's alive. And as you know, we're celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The greatest day in the history of mankind, folks. Listen, he could have went all the way to the cross of Calvary, suffered all that he suffered, bled and died, laid in that tomb. And if he hadn't risen again, everything we do as Christians would be in vain. We know that he is alive. He's at the right hand of the Father there ever to make intercession for us, the scripture says. And we want to welcome each and every one that's able to tune in with us this morning. And we just want to give God glory and give God praise. Uh, as we mentioned in our call, we're going to have some special singing this morning. And I'm going to hope to come at this time and, and sing a song for us.
What a song. What a thought this morning. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. You were on his mind. You know, the scripture tells us that by one man, sin entered into this world, and by sin, death came upon man. And it was only through and by Jesus Christ and his sacrificial death and his glorious resurrection that we have hope for the forgiveness of sin and that hope of eternal life and glory with him one of these days. As we think about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of course, uh, it's one that is recorded, an event of Christ that is recorded in all four of the Gospels. And as we mentioned earlier, what uh, a glorious day it was, the most important time in the history of mankind. And we're going to share with you this morning, just for a few minutes, uh, the scripture from the book of Matthew and his account uh, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ on that resurrection morning. And it says, in the end of the Sabbath, and this is Matthew chapter 28, beginning there in verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, and there shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. When you look at the Gospels and you see the complete story of this Sunday morning that uh, they came to the sepulcher that day, that first day of the week, it talks about there as it began to dawn. And that's kind of why we have sunrise services. Those that do, it's, it's in remembrance or reflecting upon uh, the ladies coming to the tomb that early that morning. And if you think about what had just happened the day before, the day before that, a lot of things had transpired there. And uh, as we look at the crucifixion and the suffering of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of course, they were witnesses to everything that had happened. Uh, they saw him hanging between the heavens and the earth there and bloodied and beaten and uh, hardly recognizable. Fulfillment of the scripture uh, over in Isaiah when he said that his visage or his appearance would be marred more than any man. And certainly as they're making their way to the tomb, you can look at one of the other gospels and they were even asking among themselves and wondering among themselves, who's going to roll the stone away? You see, when Jesus was laid in that tomb, it was commanded that a stone be set over the mouth of it, over the opening, that a seal be set or a seal would be set and that soldiers would be placed there uh, to guard the tomb. They wanted to make sure that none of his disciples could come and steal the body and say that he had risen again. Uh, but you and I both know today that was not the case. We know that, as Jesus himself said, that when old man takes his life from him, but he's going to lay his life down. If he lays his life down, he's going to take it up again, raise himself up again under his own power. We think about all down through the history of mankind from the beginning in the Garden of Eden to today. Folks, many people have died. Many have gone by that way of the grave. Some have been raised back to life, even by the prophets of God, even by Jesus Christ himself. 
But yet we see at another point in time, they all went back by the way of the grave. But Jesus was the only one to raise under his own power, raised to live eternally, never to die again. And as the scripture says, now there at the right hand of the Father for you and I. But as these women made their way to the sepulcher that morning, wondering who's going to roll the stone away, and we read in your hearing there, the Bible said in Matthew here that there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Now you think about this just for a moment. That stone wasn't rolled back that Jesus may come out of the tomb. Listen, when the stone was rolled back, he was already gone. He wasn't there any longer. But that stone was rolled back to provide proof, to verify the prophecy, the word of Christ himself, that he would rise again that third day. And when the ladies got there, you see what they first saw. They saw that angel, and the Bible said that his countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Those soldiers that were laid there or set there to, to guard the tomb, those soldiers that were placed there and given a responsibility to make sure nobody bothered the body of Jesus Christ, to make sure nobody was able to bother the seal or move that stone. Listen, when the angel appeared, the scripture says they became as dead men. Listen, they hit the ground. They were out. They had no power to do anything of themselves. So when the ladies come to the sepulchre that morning, they see the soldiers, the keepers there, that have gone, have laid out, folks. They see the angel there, and like you and I, probably the first thing that struck them maybe was, was a fear. Not fully understanding what was going on, even though they spent many years with Christ during his ministry. Even though they had heard the words he himself spoken, that he had to go to Jerusalem, he had to be crucified, and he would rise again. Not fully sinking in or fully comprehending what was going to take place, and certainly not the way they may have thought it would happen if they even thought it would. But yet as they come to this sepulcher, they see the angel there. They see the, the soldiers that are there as dead men laying on the ground. Fear struck them, but the angel had a message for them. And folks, this message is kind of a, a four-point message that the angel had to say to them. And the first thing that he said was what? Fear not. Fear not. He told them, you don't need to be afraid of what you see. You don't need to be afraid because you see these laying here. You don't need to be afraid because you see me. He said, I know why you're here, and I know that you come to see Jesus, which was crucified. No doubt in their minds, folks, and as you look at some of the other scriptures, it talks about they brought spices, they brought things to anoint the body of Jesus Christ. They had witnessed the crucifixion. They had witnessed him take his last breath. They had witnessed him taking down from the cross and knew that he was laid in this tomb. They made this journey that morning and folks seen something they never expected to see. And the first message that they received was what? You don't have to be afraid. I know why you're here. You're seeking that Jesus that was crucified. But oh, look at the glorious message that the angel had to say to them. Said that he is not here. Oh, what a fulfillment of scripture. What a fulfillment of the word of God when the angel proclaimed he is not here for he is risen. And think about these three words, as he said. Folks, we go to the word of God and we know the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The Bible goes on to say in John there that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. We know that Jesus
Jesus Christ, folks. He's the living word. He's the printed word. He's, he's alive evermore. And we know as just as those three words, as he said, everything that the word of God tells us we see has come to pass. We see the prophecies of the Old Testament have been fulfilled. As a matter of fact, more of them were filled by the life of Jesus Christ than any other event in the history of mankind. And everything that Jesus proclaimed, everything that he said came to pass. And this day, as they were there at the tomb, the angels letting them know, he's not here. He is risen as he said. Folks, he's alive and he's alive forevermore. But look, not only was the message of the angel there to fear not. And listen, you and I today, we can say what we want to say. We can act how we want to act. Sometimes the unsaved of the world today, they, they get a little bold within themselves. And they, you may want to tell them, that, hey, one of these days you're going to stand before the Lord. One of these days you're going to stand before him and give an answer for yourself. And they may think, well, that's no big deal. There's nothing about it. Let me tell you, there's never going to be a fear in your life like the day when you stand before Jesus Christ. You look at the fear that's gripped this world today and what we're going through. It doesn't even compare for when the time comes that you've got to stand for Christ, give an account of yourself when you've died lost in your sins. But folks, his resurrection gives us a promise of eternal life if we accept him, if we come to him and, and believe upon his name as the scripture says. But the angel also had that message, fear not, and went on to say, come see. You know, that's the message that the word has for you and I today. That's the message that God has for the world today. Come see. Now the angel's message was specific to come see where the Lord lay. Now you and I know what it's saying there. Come and see where he did lay. Come and see where he used to lay. He's not there. He's risen. But you can come and see this is where they laid him and he's no longer there. But you and I, folks, if we think about the world, the message goes out today with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It goes out in the word of Jesus Christ. If you remember one time Jesus himself said that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men nigh unto me. That's the proclamation going out today. We're lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. And the message is, come and see. Don't take somebody else's word for it. Don't believe it because somebody else said it. Let me tell you something. How many times in the word of God do we see there's been those that heard about it. There's been those that have been told about it. But until they experienced it themselves and it became real in them, there was nothing like it. You know one of the parts of the scripture says, come taste the Lord and see that he is good. Oh, let me tell you something. You'll never experience anything in your life like Jesus Christ. I don't care what you've been able to accomplish in your past. I don't care how many great experiences you've had in your life. There's nothing like coming to Jesus Christ, accepting him, being born again, filled with his spirit, washed in the blood, have your names written down in heaven, folks, and being prepared for that place one day that we're all going to go that are saved in him and knowing why. Because he's saying, come and see. Come and see. And folks, that's what we need to do today is come and see. And after we come and see, he, the angel has another message for the ladies there. He tells them very simply, what? Go and tell. Listen, here's the message today. Fear not. Jesus is no longer in that tomb. Fear not. He's alive forevermore. He is risen. He, he, he's alive just as he said. Come and see for yourselves and look and, and see the proof and realize it and be, a, be an eyewitness to that glory of Jesus Christ. But also what he's saying there is to go quickly and tell his disciples. 
I've never met one person that once they were saved that did not have a desire to tell people what happened. That did not have a desire to spread the, the good news of the gospel and tell people that they were saved. We've said many times in our services here that I've never seen a Christian that's ever said, you know, I wish I'd waited before I got saved. I, I wish I'd waited a few more years. I wish I'd I went on in the world just a few more years before I got saved. No, they don't say that. But you know what they say? I wish I'd got saved sooner. I wish I'd come to that realization and, and come to Christ many years before I did. Hey, if we'd all done that, we'd have saved ourselves a lot of heartache. We'd have saved ourselves a lot of trouble. We'd have saved ourselves a lot of pain in this world if we'd only come to it sooner. But you know what? None of that matters. The important thing is that we come to it. And when we come to it, we need to go quickly and tell others about Jesus Christ. You know what? I love to hear a good testimony. I love to hear people talk about what Jesus has done for them. Then there may be times that I share stories either from the pulpit or I'll share stories when, when talking with someone about what Jesus has done in someone's life, how God has blessed somebody in, in their walk of life. And you know what? There's nothing like telling the story that I know, telling about the time that he saved me when I fell on my knees and confessed my sins and accepted him. The times down through the walk that even though I've not been true to him, even though there's times I may have strayed, even though, folks, listen, we're none perfect. We know that but he has always been faithful and always been there scripture tells us he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother he said himself that he would never leave us nor forsake us but he'd go with us all the way to the end we have a command today we have a directive today as christians and that is to what to go and he not only said go but he said go quickly man if you haven't looked around you lately let me tell you something time's running out Time's drawing nigh, and we know that as we all look back at our own lives, it seems like it was just a blink, and we were graduating high school, just a blink, and we were getting married, just a blink, and we were having children, and, and watching them grow, and watching them raise, and now it seems like we turn around, and, and how many uh, things have changed in our life in just a, a short span of time, but what that does, that brings us to the reality, as the scripture says, what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little time vanishes away. The longest anyone's ever lived upon the face of this earth, be it 100, be it 110, whatever that, that uh, number may be. Folks, even you go back to the Old Testament, we see a man by the name of Methuselah, 969 years. But you know what? That's just a vapor. That's just a drop when compared to eternity. And what Jesus has done for you and I, nobody else has done, nobody else could do. Folks, we need to heed these words of the angel that First resurrection morning, as the ladies came to the tomb, the sepulcher there, he said, don't be afraid. Listen, if you know Jesus today, it doesn't matter what goes on in this world. Don't be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Right. Do we have him? He's our strength. He's our buckler. He's our shield, as the scripture said. We have to re remember, not only just on this Sunday, but every day of every year that he is risen. He's alive. And because he has risen, folks, we will be part of that resurrection. Listen, he's already brought us from being dead in our trespasses and sins and brought us to life. Begotten us by his word, the scripture says. We've been brought alive in Jesus Christ. But one of these days, should we go by the way of the grave before that great rapture? Listen, let me tell you something. He, the Bible says that, that we're going to be resurrected. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. That same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ is going to raise those that believe in him. Don't be afraid. He is risen. Come and see. 
you don't know Jesus this morning, come and see for yourself. If you do know Jesus this morning, we, we need to keep coming and seeing what he has for us. And as the angel said, go quickly, go quickly and tell. Listen, we need to be spreading the gospel. We need to be telling people about Jesus. We need to be letting the unsaved know, hey, listen, there's a hell. There's a reality there that you've got to face if you leave this life without Jesus. But guess what? Oh, there's a glorious heaven that we can look forward to if we're born again in him. What a wonderful day, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid. He's alive. Come and see and go and tell as we pray. Almighty God, we come to you this morning thanking you once again, Father, for this privilege, this blessing you've given us to stand here and share a little bit of your word. Father, we thank you today for those that are, are helping to, to get this out to those in our church and beyond. Father, we thank you today for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Without it, we'd all be hopelessly lost. Father, we thank you today for that salvation that is in Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you today that there's an empty cross. I thank you today that there's an empty tomb. And I thank you today, Lord, that there's an occupied seat at your right hand and that our Lord and Savior sits there ever to make intercession for us. Lord, we ask today, Father, may we heed your word. Not only come and see what Jesus has, but go and tell others what he's done for us. Once again, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' holy name, amen.